episode 165, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., season 4, episode 3, Uprising. Welcome to Level 7. A podcast about Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's a magical place. Welcome to Welcome to Level 7. I'm Ben, Ben Avery, and I am here to talk about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Specifically, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and I am not here alone. Although you are going to hear a... It's not necessarily a new voice, because this is someone who has sent in voicemails, but it is a member of the team who has not been heard regularly, especially recently i can't remember the last time he sent in a voicemail but agent stew from Yay! the up hey <laughs> from the up here i got my pasty with some ketchup on it got my uper <laughs> ale it's all good so and like nine people are gonna get that it's great <laughs> so yeah uh you are the communications officer that's your official title if we sure. had official titles great yeah and the reason for that is because you're the one who's been collecting our news items for us to mm-hmm. talk about on the podcast mm-hmm. here. And you started that last season, continuing it this season. As, and now we're kind of working together more as a team, mm-hmm. trying to figure out how this thing is going to look. That does bring up one item, and that is that um, Agent Ben, Ben B, as some might call him. Some call him Mirror Universe Ben or Bizarro Ben. Uh, some call him the regular universe, Ben, just visiting us here in the mirror universe, um, which, you know, could be possible. I am trying to grow a goatee, but, um, I was going to ask yeah. who, which one of you had the goatee because yeah. that's surely the signifier. It, it is. And, and I looked in the mirror and realized, oh shoot, maybe I'm the evil one. Oh. <sighs> well, you know, okay. So let's. I don't want to get it too much into this, but do you, if you remember the in the episode Mirror Mirror Spock was the the Mirror Spock was kind of the guy who ended up being okay at the end. So maybe you're like Spock. Yeah, because Spock in our universe is pretty good, and mm-hmm. Spock in their universe is okay. And mm-hmm. Daniel just turned this podcast off. Of course, <laughs> he is listening to this podcast three months in the future because mm-hmm. he. <laughs> Hasn't been able to get around to watch the actual show yeah. yet, uh, but yeah. Okay, so speaking of former hosts, uh, Ben Agent Agent Ben Bidwell, uh, he is stepping back from hosting duties. Uh, when I put out a a call to some of my podcasting friends to say, "Hey, is there anyone out there who is actually interested in Agents of Shield who would like to help out with the podcast?" and a couple of people said that they wanted to help. Uh, what I didn't realize was that. A lot of podcasts, when a message like that goes out, that's because they end on really poor terms. And that has not happened with Daniel. That has not happened with Ben. Uh, Ben had some uh, some things come up and basically it's real world stuff that that hops in the way. And I totally uh, supported him because you know what? We're doing we're doing this as a podcast. It's a fan podcast for free. That's fun. And Mm -hmm. 
if it stops being fun and you start getting stressed out because it's encroaching on real world stuff, then then it's time to step back and say, what should we do here? And so we had the conversation and it was a good conversation and he's still part of the team. I'm not sure when he's going to show up again, but we're planning on having him show up again. We we just have to wait and see what the plans are going to be. So for now, we have Agent Stewart here, and we are going to be bringing in uh, another guest next week who's a podcasting friend of mine until we do figure out what we're going to do on a more permanent basis. Um, but Agent Stu, you, <laughs> we are also talking about bringing you in on a more permanent basis because as communications officer, it makes sense to have you talk about some of this news stuff. So I, I think right now, let's... Let's do it. Let's let's jump into our uh, the the intelligence report, shall we? That's what it's called. That's what it's called. <laughs> and I remembered it, and no one told me, so I'm feeling proud. Very good. Shield intelligence report. Uh, I, I feel like I have to call you Agent Stu because that's just what we knew you as from your your emails. Sure, why not? All right, why not? <laughs> so, Agent Stu, what do you got for us? You got some news items, and uh, three of them. I know what they are. One of them, I just knew a headline. And of the three that I know, one of them, I'm super excited for. I think you know which one I'm talking about. So I'm going to ask you, let's do that one last. But That's the one I think has, has more meat. And um, I actually have a question to the comic side of you because I, 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 I like comics. I have not read every single comic, nor have I read even part of every single comic. I don't know a whole lot about them. So I'm going to ask you who has and knows a lot more about them. And I think I know what you're going to ask. I don't think I'll have an answer, but we'll wait till we get there. (laughs) That's the other part of that. Anyway, let's not bury this lead anymore. Okay. Um, Okay. So like, like Ben just said, there's uh, three stories that I found that I thought were pretty interesting. Um, The first one is Kevin Feige saying that blade probably won't be in the MCU anytime soon. Basically what he said was we're not going to uh, put him out there because we're doing awesome things with Ghost Rider, like duh. <laughs> and so we might want to use him in a TV show. Mm, we'll see what happens. Yeah. I don't know that I don't know that a, a daywalker is going to go well on ABC. <laughs> Just thinking. Uh, yeah, you know, this is one that is kind of it's almost non news, except it, it's mm. confirmation of sorts mm-hmm. because a lot of people were mm-hmm. talking because Kate Beckinsale is that is that what her name is from mm-hmm. the from Underworld, Underworld. Uh, saga because it's not really a trilogy anymore. Um, she had mentioned that they had talked with Marvel about possibly doing a crossover with mm-hmm. with Blade and the Underworld vampire werewolf thing, which I haven't seen any of them, and I really should. Um, I, I'm not going to use the word friend, but I do have my, an acquaintance of mine. Uh, Kevin Grivo, I think is how you say his name. Uh, he is the creator of underworld and I've been very curious about underworld, but I just, is haven't... that, is that based on a, on a, a, an already established IP or was that just some no, he, movies that piece of made? He, they, it was movies. Yeah. I, as okay. far as, as far as I know, it is based on, a spec script that was picked up and, and, and and made. So it's cool. Okay. So yeah, it's, I don't know. It's okay. It's, Uh, it's, it, it, it just tells me, you know, basically Marvel said, Hey, we got them back, but that doesn't mean we have to use them. 
That's exactly what it is. And maybe he'll get MCU, you know, because because the MCU is all about MCUing things. Um, maybe he'll show up you... on Cloak and Dagger. <laughs> is that actually happening? I haven't heard anything recently. And okay. I'm fine with it not happening right now. Just with all of the way we're trying to figure out just how to do the regular show. It, I don't want to have to deal with that right now. So cough, Luke Cage, cough. Oh, um, so the, the, the second, the second uh, piece of news that I, that I was gathered from the internet five minutes ago. Um, Sony is apparently talking about doing Spider-Man spinoffs. And, and, and his quote is really interesting. He's like the, the, the head Sony guy's like, yeah, we're working on things. So that's good. He's got that PR thing down really well. Yeah. Um, How can I say something and get people talking about it <laughs> without saying anything and talking about it myself? Right. Right. And, um, and, yeah. The, the reason I, the reason I even mention this is, um, I'm curious of, and I know you don't necessarily know, Ben, I'm just trying to spark a conversation i'm curious about the deal that disney and marvel have because if they're gonna do a spidey spinoff are they gonna have the kid who's playing spider-man be in the movies for sony but not in the movies for marvel or are they gonna joint to work together or are they just gonna do a venom movie i did actually read some stuff here and that thing Mm -hmm. the last thing you just said about the venom movie it sounds like that's the kind of thing they're looking at doing like a standalone venom movie that doesn't have spider-man in it or uh silver sable who was a spider-man's one of spider-man's um uh, supporting cast Mm -hmm. but doesn't have to be a spider-man related character it's like when they did (laughs) i'm bringing up bad stuff here but it's like when they did steel right like they did steel they had no s on him it was just hey Shaquille O'Neal is going to do a steel movie and it's not part of the Superman franchise even though he's a Superman supporting character when it when it really comes down to it uh the the other different thing being you know Catwoman which they actually the Catwoman is part of the Joel Schumacher Tim Burton universe of characters uh, but doesn't need to be. But it feels like what they're they're looking more at. Okay, Venom is going to be its own thing if we do it. Silver Sable will be her own thing if we do it. But then the, remember they were talking about that um, Sinister Six movie. Mm-hmm. Well, the the article I read was kind of making some conjecture about how they probably wouldn't do that because they'd want to hang on to Sinister Six as a, how you would approach you know future Spider Man sequels. My my worry about all of that, and worry is that I mean, come on, this is movies we're talking about. My my yeah, my worry about all that is how are you going to split? How are you going to deal with the IP? Are you going to split the IP? Are you going to tell? I mean, because one of the problems I'm having with the whole DC thing is I love. DC television, although I don't get to watch it nearly as much as I'd like to. I love DC television. Arrow, Flash, Supergirl, they're all great. DC movies, not so great. Um, and so what I'm having, so it's, it's hard for me to, there's too much mud in the water. There's yeah. too many characters in the water. Um, one of the things that I really, and, and I, I love uh, 
that I hold dear, <laughs> I don't know how much more I can say this, <laughs> about the MCU is that it is one single continuity, right? Yes. Technically. Yeah, yeah. You're supposed to be able to, if, you, if you're current on everything, you'll get all the in-jokes and you'll get all the incident talk, you know, of, of the of when people mention the incident, you know that that's, you know, from the Avengers. Um, and so I, I'm, I'm a little worried that that might be something that happens if they split, you know, if they have Spider-Man, just Spider-Man be in the MCU, but none of his supporting cast. Um, I don't know. Yeah. We'll it, see what happens. See. It's up to them how they're going to do it. And it's up to us to, hope that they don't yeah. ruin it just don't screw it up man that's if you're that gonna do the... venom just don't screw it up now, now let me ask you this as a, as a person who's read all you know comics not not all life. of them but yeah yeah i know what you mean but but like i am not one of the i i when i watched spider-man 3 with venom who was played by topher grace um way back when <laughs> yeah i was not nearly as unimpressed as other people, <laughs> I guess you could say. Now, the dancing scene, I will say, was dumb. But I was okay with that movie um, for the most part. Um, I, I know that it has come under a lot of fire from people who were not okay with that movie. Is Was that a, a faithful representation of Venom? Or is that something well, you're yeah, looking for? I, sort of. I mean, it, it's. I think they did a pretty good job of taking the essence of what the Venom symbiote does which is it attaches itself to a host and then mm -hmm. brings out the worst in them and tends to attach itself to people who aren't great but you know with spider-man it, it did it was started taking him over and started causing real trouble for him when he first had the the black suit that he had and and i, I feel like they that's why a venom movie could work without spider-man mm -hmm. because it's a real high concept that could be, it could be horrific. It could be a comedy. I mean, it could be, it could be the mask as far mm -hmm. as like the style of thing that they do with it. Or it could be this horror movie about this creeping thing that is taking over someone's life and causing them to become something that they do not want to be the, their worst possible version of themselves. And so there's some real possibilities there. Again, it's up to them to not screw it up. Mm -hmm. yeah, so that's 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 the ultimate. That's the end of the statement. It's yeah. up to them not to screw it up. <laughs> um, and I think if Feige's involved, it won't. I mean, there he has a pretty good track record of not screwing things up. So there's that. Yeah. Um, and and speaking of not screwing things up, I'm wondering how well this segue is going to go. Uh, <laughs> Sigourney Weaver has been cast as the lead villain in The Defenders crazy now, yes what that is, is insane how did a web sh i mean it's a web show Ooh. yes it's television yes it's it's a web series yeah but <laughs> I mean, if you look at other netflix originals oh, yeah, and hulu no, totally. originals and stuff i mean they are getting the oscar caliber people and you know they're they're getting them on the movies too i mean i understand the movies make more money and probably pay more mm -hmm. money as well but you know you're you're getting uh, what Glenn Close or whatever in Ben Kingsley. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, they're and and they not for the most part they're not looking at us slumming it. You know they're no they're taking no. it seriously or not taking it seriously, but 
because the role is not meant to be taken seriously. Uh, um, like the Glenn Close Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. And and Sigourney Weaver, I mean, she is she got her start in genre movies, you know, where she's uh, maybe not her start, but her one of her big, big roles is Ripley from mm-hmm. Alien. And that's honestly Ripley from Alien is the reason that she is a huge get in the Defenders because she mm-hmm. resonates in geek culture. Oh, and yeah. You say you say Sigourney Weaver, the thing you think of if you don't think of Ripley, you think of Ghostbusters. Yeah. I mean, like she, those are. That's it. (laughs) She's done dramatic stuff and she's done well in the dramatic stuff that she's done. I've seen her in a Mm -hmm. couple movies. I could not name those movies, though. And I would never even if I could name the movies, I could not name her character. But Ripley, Mm -hmm. Ripley, that that just echoes through the, you know, just the the history of sci fi. So so here's my question to you again, not comic so much comic author um who do you think she's gonna play no idea are you familiar with the defenders at all or any, i any? am but here's the thing the defenders in this series is not mm-hmm. the defenders from any iteration of comic book at least that mm. i know of um there's the there's the defenders, the classic defenders, which are Doctor Strange, Hulk, Silver Surfer, and Namor. Uh, and then you have uh, the revamped new defenders, where it was kind of more like B-list characters, where there was a couple leftover X-Men and Moon Dragon and a, a cloud, a, a sentient cloud who was able to turn itself into a human being. I mean, and there's some cool stuff in that series. Don't get me wrong. I love the new defenders. That is an incredible, incredible uh, run of comics. Um, but then they keep going back to the the old defenders, and so I was super surprised when they announced Luke Cage, Power Man. Uh, so you have Luke Cage, Iron Fist, Jessica Jones, and Daredevil, and they're going to combine for what? Heroes for Hire? Nope. Defenders. Like Heroes for Hire is the group that those guys are associated with. Huh. And so then this this whole Defenders thing. It's like, okay, we need a name as good as the Avengers. And, well, yeah. And they're not going to ever make a Defenders movie with Doctor Strange and Hulk and Silver Surfer and Namor because, I mean, half the team right away is, is just wiped out. You can't, you can't mess with them. Uh, Valkyrie, I think, was a part of that grouping as well. well but then is she it was Namor? Of... Isn't Namor an inhuman? No, no. He's, oh, okay. Uh, He's an Atlantean. He, he's from oh. Atlanta. <laughs> he's not from Atlanta. He's from Atlantis. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. I, uh, and who's Atlant? Who does? Who do the Atlanteans belong to? Uh, Universal has that. Okay. And so I, I know there was talk a while ago about Universal maybe teaming up with Marvel, um, but Namor is still with Universal. And mm. Silver Surfer is still with 20th Century Fox. Well, okay. So the Defenders makes lots of, I mean, that name makes a lot of good sense for, you know, Matt Murdock and Jessica Jones and Luke Cage and 
Daniel was screaming at the thing. No, he turned it off. Never mind. Yeah. I forgot the guy. He Damn turned it man, off as soon as we started. Yeah. As soon as we started talking about Star Trek, he turned it off. So <laughs> right. Um, so it makes a lot more sense for the. Uh, it make it fits that cast of characters very well. Um, I am curious to see how she fits in. I can't wait for the Defenders. I'm I'm more I'm more excited for the Defenders than I am um, Infinity War because you know we've we've had more time with those characters and and I think those shows are just fantastic. Yeah, and and even the time spent it's it's more um it's more character moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and not having to worry about the big budget explosions and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. We get great character moments with our Avengers cast, but with our Defenders cast, that's really what they're hinging everything on is we've got some choreography, we've got street level, street level characters, but we also have television budget to do 13 episodes rather than movie budget to do two hours. And, right. and so we're spending quality time with with right, the, and by, the defenders characters and by the time we get to the defenders we're gonna know every single drop you know every every time they drop a little bit of a character moment or, or thing that ties back to one of the series we're gonna know it immediately yeah. right there's not gonna be any questioning of, of what does he do that for why does you know we're yeah. gonna know it immediately it's now with too- with the wrap-up of luke cage i'm curious where things are going to go with the defenders. I have a feeling that it's going to be really interesting just the way that they're going to use defenders. I think to wrap up some character arc stuff with all of our characters. Hmm. I, now I haven't, I haven't finished Luke Cage yet. I'm, still I'm not saying anything more than that. Okay. There you go. There's, there's character arc stuff going on. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Spoiler. I should have said it. Well, that, that's okay. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. it, you can't, you can't, not think that they're going to do a 13 hour book, you know, 13 hour movie and not have some sort of character development. So, Hey, let's briefly talk about that last item that you have then. Oh, uh, power or captain Marvel being, uh, the most powerful captain Marvel is the MCU's most powerful. And so Um, that's her movie. Uh, the headline I saw and I just saw the headline. So I don't know, but they said that it was going to be an origin story. Her movie would be, mm-hmm. um, which is news in some ways because they had said, we don't have to do an origin story with every movie that we do. Well, except they're going, except to, they're going to, I you, you kind of do. Yeah. You, you may not. I mean, I really don't want Spider-Man homecoming to be an origin story. Cause if I have to see Aunt May, <laughs> Oh no! If I have Uncle to see ben. Uncle Ben get shot again, that's not good because we don't need that. We've seen that how many times? Um, I don't want. Uh, but Captain Marvel, I don't know who this person is, and I'm kind of their target audience, right? Yeah. Um, and if they do, you know, if they do what they did with her in the comics, there's a really great story in there. Mm-hmm. It, it, there's mm-hmm. there's a lot of potential for some great stories. So. So I kind of feel like they need a little bit of an origin story with her. I mean, maybe not the whole movie, but yeah. All right. Hey, let's, let's, let's drop this now and let's okay. move on into the, 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 the mission report. And uh, let's talk about some agents of shield. What do you, what do you say? That sounds like a fantastic idea. Good.
and I will try and untwist my tongue so that we can <laughs> actually hear what I have to say. Mission report. Uprising. That's the name of this episode. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uprising. And I don't know. I don't know if we want to go act by act or if we want to go kind of character group by character group. That's, that sometimes works out well for us. Maybe that's the mm-hmm. way to go. I think that's the way to go for this. So Alrighty. We'll go character group by character group. And let's see. Let's start with Yo-Yo. And there'll be a point where we're going to have to just stop talking about her because she intersects with the other stuff that was going on with Coulson and his group. But we've got, we've got Yo-Yo, who's kind of off on her own for a little while. We've got Coulson and Fitz and Mac. They have a mission in this episode. A, a, you know, we're, we're out there. We're agents and we're, we're going on missions. And we've got Simmons and Radcliffe dealing with uh, May. And then we have Daisy and Ghost Rider, and they're doing some stuff. So. Is the new is the new director Jason somebody? What's Jason his Mace. name? Is he oh, no, Jeffrey considered Mace. Jeffrey Mace? Thank you. Is he considered a new like character that we're going to start thinking of? You think? Yes. Well, I mean, he already is. I mean, he's doing stuff, and he's yes pushing our characters, and he is a uh, he's not a villain. You never know with with the show. But yeah, right. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm saying right now he is not a villain, but he is definitely an antagonist in some ways, uh, in the mm-hmm. way that he's like pushing Coulson to do what Coulson needs to do, and then reminding him this is what you'd do anyway. You know, like, yeah, you'd make yeah. the same call. Um, yeah, which is the worst thing I, ever when you, you know, someone says to you, "Hey, you know this thing that I'm asking you to do that you hate, y- you hate it, but you'd be doing the same thing." And right. I really like, I mean, I, I don't want to derail this as much, but I really like that he's not such a big mean head, that he's actually kind of a good guy, you know, um, because how many times have we seen the director of whatever the thing is, right, be just a big, you know, get in my office now and I'm going to be a meanie and all that sort of stuff. I don't, I don't, I don't want that. I want somebody who's kind of like, you know, kind of a good yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, a boss. So yeah, and you know, niceness sometimes again it's worse when you have to deal with someone who's nice, but you hate what they're right. doing. You know, and right, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's like it, it. This happened to me in high school where the girl I liked liked this other guy, and she wouldn't even give me the time of day but I couldn't be mad at him because he was so nice. He was nice to me, you know, like I'm like, I want to hate you because she likes you, but I can't hate you because you're just such a nice guy. And that's kind of what Jeffrey Mace is. Yeah. This. So, yeah. Okay. Right, so Yo-Yo's story is pretty easy right now. Uh, mm-hmm. She's at a party for her friend. It's a bachelorette party and she's part mm. of the, She's she's one of the the bridesmaids and then there's a blackout and they're in Miami for this. There's a blackout and the power it goes completely out and they they have to figure out what we're going to do. She kind of takes some control because she's, you know, someone who's now trained to do things and and even before then she was more than capable to do, you know, to take control in these kind of situations. Bad guys come 
with guns looking for an inhuman and they're going to kill someone. And the poor magician who is in the very first shot of the show, who says I was born with a gift, gets thrown to them as the sacrificial lamb. She uses her powers to help him. Her friends see this and she gets outed as an inhuman. And that's what they're after. They're, they're there because they want to find the inhuman and Mm -hmm. yeah. And, and after this point, really her story intersects with, uh, with Coulson and and Max story. So we'll kind of stop there, but basically, I mean, this, this is her character, you know, she has to act even if it means putting herself in danger and that's, that's a heroic thing. So very much so she's, and she's a, she's a hero. She's, she's wearing that hero mantle, maybe a little bit more than she did in the, in the last season, because I think she's kind of grown into that a little bit, but um, it's, it's nice to see her being her taking on the, that mantle and being, you know what? I'm going to do the hero thing. Yeah. And I'm glad, I'm glad they brought her in. I'm, I'm glad right. they we've had her in this season to be around and to to be someone very different background from the other characters as far as she's not an agent who went to shield training school or shield Hogwarts or whatever you want to call it um but she instead uh she's a very grounded uh I don't want to say salt of the earth but I'll go ahead and say salt of the earth type of person mm-hmm. who's just finding herself with powers and that means she's part of a situation that she would not have chosen, but her upbringing has caused her to to choose to do good, even when it puts her in danger. And and her power set is perfect for what they're doing, what's going on, mm-hmm. where they're pulling guns, threatening to kill someone. Um, and she's able to just uh, grab the gun and snap back, at a, you know, a split second. And um, yeah, but that's that's yo yo and. Um, it's almost more? like she it's almost like she heard from from a wise old uncle or something about uh, you know great power <laughs> something responsibility i I'm, I'm sure you've heard it before i, I can't remember yeah right you now. know i i have to say one of my <laughs> greatest regrets right now is i realized a couple weeks ago i haven't taught my nephews that with great power comes great responsibility yet. i i haven't done that yet <laughs> Um, you need to work on that. Although, well, I've been so worried about just putting up the barriers so when they make fun of me about the rice that I've forgotten about the other Uncle Ben. Oh, oh, man. That was a deep cut, sir. I, I my hat is off to you. I didn't know where you were going with that. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I'm telling you, I thought about this. Like, I'm not lying. <laughs> this is not just a, hey, I'm riffing on something obscure. I actually have put some thought into this. So. <laughs> okay. It's fantastic. <laughs> Anything else about Yo-Yo before we move on to one of our other groups here? Uh, y- Yo-Yo's awesome. I'm glad she's back. Yeah. And I'm glad she's getting fleshed out. And we'll talk more about her big dramatic mm-hmm. issue that she's dealing with beyond just her friends are like, get away from me. You saved me, but get away. And they're kind of jerks. So that's that's everyone in Miami, as far as I as far as I know. <laughs> unless you, unless if you if you listener are listening to this in Miami, you are not like, that person. So please don't write in. 
Oh, man. So we lost Daniel and the Miami <laughs> listening audience. But, um, That's okay. You got the Uper crowd, so there you go. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to lose them. <laughs> So, all right, man. Uh, who do you want to talk about now? Should we go to Simmons and Radcliffe, maybe? Sure. Okay. That sounds like a good idea. So, we've got May. She's in trouble. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to figure out where she is. And it's all classified. Simmons, I think, if I maybe I missed this or, or miss, misheard this. It sounds like she knows where May is. And she's able to follow May's vitals live through her computer system thing. Uh, but she can't tell Coulson where May is because it's top secret and she doesn't want to betray the director's trust. But the director then comes and tells Coulson where, where she is. And Simmons says she has an idea. It's a long shot, but she knows someone who might be able to help May. And that someone is Radcliffe. Radcliffe. And Radcliffe is getting ready for Simmons to come with May and getting ready means Ada is helping him to get ready. And then he has to hide her in the closet before shield arrives. And he makes it just in time. And, you and, know, I, and oh, go ahead. I was going to, I was going to ask do we think she's telepathic or does she just have really awesome Wi-Fi? Because, I think she's you know, LinkedIn. She said, I think she, she's, she actually uses her LinkedIn account. What? I don't understand. <laughs> I have an email uh, account that is on my iPad right now. And the only thing that comes to that email account is just tons and tons of LinkedIn requests. Someone's using it. I'm not, I don't know how I never figured that out, but yeah, I think she's linked into, you know, all sorts of different systems and stuff in the, in the apartment or wherever they are. But, um, yeah, I just get the feeling from this whole scene. It's basically like what happens in, I'm assuming your house, but in my house too, where uh, all of a sudden we realize, oh, hey, my friend's going to come over because he's going to drop something off. And then suddenly everyone, boom, start cleaning now. And we, yeah. It's just, we got to get ready. Okay. And, and right down to hiding stuff where, okay, I can't put this laundry away, but I can put it here under this blanket in the bathroom and it will be not seen. So, yeah, that, that has happened. Um, once or twice. Um, n- I'm not saying anything, but currently my sister is here, and that may or may not have happened like three days ago. So I don't know anything about that. Uh, yeah. And I can say it, uh, a couple times when Evan has come to visit, that is what has happened. Is All right, Evan's going to be here in 10 minutes. We have to clean this room, this room, this room, so that when he comes in, we're not totally embarrassed and he doesn't hurt himself on Lego on the floor. <laughs> So. And he won't look into that room, so just close that exactly. door. Exactly, it's good. Yeah, and that's what and that's what um, Radcliffe did to uh, did to Miss Ada. So. Yeah, so he puts her away, and Simmons mm-hmm. comes, and they have to figure out what's going on with May. They do Stark technology uh, with the holographic kind of uh, mapping of of her brain, which totally just took mm-hmm. me back to to uh, Iron Man three. And sure I that. actually yeah, wrote in my Iron notes. Yeah, it was Iron Man three. Um, I, I wonder if Shield has all of that Stark technology. I th- well, I think they built on it. I mean, they they probably bought it, built on it, and uh, or and then or designed their own, very similar. Because mm-hmm. they were also using were they using the VR stuff to give uh, May the the 
they no, they were putting they were implanting uh the most pastoral scene they could possibly give her but they're expecting her to still feel like she's in a nightmare even though they're trying to give her this just gentle and and peaceful place in her mind uh, hmm. but they find the spot in her brain where um the uh the, like the nightmare center kind of thing and it's just keeping she's just in a constant state of uh fight or flight because this one part in her brain is just giving her these waking nightmares, just constant waking nightmares. So they come up with a plan. <laughs> we can, we're going to kill her for a moment and bring her back. And it's almost the best way I could imagine it was kind of like a computer reboot. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you, you get that spinning wheel and then you just hold the power button down for five seconds and then you turn your computer back on and hope mm-hmm. you didn't hope you didn't lose the the word file that you were working on and, or your hard drive yeah or <laughs> or the, everything yeah um and no oh, i'm curious i'm curious does that actually work can you actually kill someone for a moment and bring them back i believe so i don't know how many actual times that's a functional strategy where you, mm-hmm. you I know that they will induce a coma and I know that people can, you know, they can die and be brought back. You know, their body stops functioning, but they can be brought back, uh, you know, within a certain amount of time, like seven minutes we're talking about here. I'm not, I'm not sure if that's the actual thing, but um, yeah, I, I just don't know how many times you'd actually kill someone in order to, to help them. And it, you got the measles. Look, we're going to yeah. kill the guy. <laughs> So it's supposed to work, right? So they, they, mm-hmm. they do it. And then there's a blackout <laughs> that happens right in the middle of that uh, because they're in Washington, D.C. And that was another target for the blackout, mm-hmm. uh, which is coming from an EMP. And now they have to figure out what to do. And uh, Simmons starts uh, what they call that, the heart massage or whatever, where she's like hitting the chest and trying to keep the heart pumping. Um and you know CPR kind of stuff, and Radcliffe just in passing, just like I just wish we had a battery or something that we could use to, you know, activate the defibrillator, and then he realizes he has a great power source. So at no. risk, at risk of revealing Ada to Simmons, although Simmons is pretty busy, he brings out this power source that was clean energy, self-sustaining, uh, magnetically shielded <laughs> energy source. And they use that to power the defibrillator. Agent May wakes up and she's back to normal. Yay! Yay! The Calvary's back. Yeah. I, I was surprised that Ada didn't get brought out. Yeah. Because you know how, I mean, the, the show, I, I mean, you guys have been saying this since season one. <laughs> the show has gone fast. It goes. It, clips are right along you think that you're gonna get one thing it's gonna take a season to get there it doesn't it takes like two episodes i personally was like okay so oh now may is gonna get put into ada's ada's you know body i don't know why they do that to ming na but whatever i personally thought ada was gonna get brought out and being like save the day so i'm curious to see where she's gonna go now yeah because I mean, I remember you and someone, Ben, talking about um, 
it's, you know, the, it's May is going to go into Ada's body. Because that was a fear, man. Right. I mean, that was a legit fear. And here it's happening. And I'm thinking that's his plan. Download right. her consciousness into Ada's body. Mm-hmm. And then we'll have Ada as May for an episode. And then so I'm, in my mind, I'm just like, oh, no. So are they going to like give create an LMD? Mm-hmm. And so we'll get Ming-Na, but she'll be playing herself as an LMD. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I don't know if I want that. And I, I was very glad when that didn't happen. Oh, are we, am I jumping ahead? No, I don't think so. No, no. I was very glad when that didn't happen and she just woke up cranky, which was fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Well, cranky and confused. Yeah. I, I mean – she had no idea what was going on. And I'm curious what, how much she remembers. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, one thing I wanted to mention, and we're, we're going to talk a little bit about Dr. Strange in, in our, um, the, the listener feedback section, but um, I noticed this time around, I went to a movie on Monday. No, it was yesterday. I went to the movie yesterday and they had a Dr. Strange trailer and there were characters that had this like, stuff around their eyes like Hmm. blobby raccoon stuff around their eyes similar to what colson had when she she saw him and what she is seeing without like when they're when they're taking her down the hospital gurney and she's seeing all the black huh yeah yeah that is a very interesting thing so i'm not sure if that's intentional if it's accidental or if it's you know just you know, whatever. It's just, we see that, that visual from some of the, the concept art and we're going to use something. So we have the connection of, they look similar or if it really is in some ways, a a tie into the Dr. Strange, um, the film itself. Can we get so lucky as, as if it will tie in that directly? I think we could get some real direct tie-ins, but I don't think it'll be character direct tie-ins. I think it will be mm. concept direct tie-ins. Okay. So that's that's my my prediction. But we'll see. Alrighty. We'll see. So anyway, May is okay. Yay. And and now I'm curious how much she remembers, like I said, and I'm I'm curious where they're gonna go with the whole ghost thing. Uh because they don't we don't talk about the ghosts this episode. I mean, we talk about them. We don't see them in, in this episode, the, the ghosts from last episode, mm-hmm. they're still a mystery, a mystery to solve. Wrapped in an enigma. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So we have ghost Rider and Daisy and we have Colson, Mac and Fitz. Where do you want to go? Uh, Let's leave Ghost or let's leave Colson, Mac, and Fitz for at the end because I okay. think they tie into the bigger plot of the of the episode. All right, yeah. So Ghost Rider and Daisy are in Los Angeles, and they're going to investigate his uncle, and they're driving around in this classic car. Which I wish I knew more about cars because <laughs> I I will say that the I know photographer- it looks cool. That's all I can give it. <laughs> Yes, and the the way they're shooting that car, the way they're filming that car is fantastic. Yeah, I mean the 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 car is moving in and out of traffic, and it, the the camera's following them, and it's right up on close. And the 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 unit that is photographing that car is just spot on and very good. 
especially on a TV budget. Now, I don't know where they're actually filming because I've been to Los Angeles and all the streets were packed. <laughs> so well, no, it'd be hard to. I mean, in the side streets, though. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's so many different locations in Los Angeles. And that's true. And I, I feel like they're catching the 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 personality of one particular area. Mm-hmm. And but I feel like you're capturing it pretty well. It feels hot. It feels bright. And yes. You had these First, other. Oh, go ahead. No, it's OK. Go. Okay. You had these other blackouts. They hear about them on the radio mm-hmm. and then they say, well, I hope there's not going to be a blackout here. Oops, it's a blackout. And uh, the reason that Robbie Ghost Rider is so concerned about a blackout here in Los Angeles, though, is because his brother is on the metro and it's in a bad part of town. And so it, there's looting, there's rioting going on. And every single car that has any kind of electronics is dead, except classic cars from before the 80s. So this which which the only one on the road, by the way, is is Ghost Rider's <laughs> car. Well, <laughs> that's believable. That's believable. That is, I'm sure that across yeah. town, there's a couple others, you know, who are just like, hey, man, I can do this. Cool. You know, but right. He has a reason to be out there. He is trying to mm-hmm. find his brother, Gabe. And. <clears throat> They we get some good conversations in this scene, uh, uh, you know. Um, while the the incredible filming that you're talking about is going on, they're also talking about Ghost Rider's backstory, really, and that he says um, he tried to get rid of this spirit of vengeance thing by settling his own scores and going after the gangbangers who put Gabe in a wheelchair. He tried settling other people's scores, and now he's trying to settle his uncle's score, which is tying into the ghost people from last episode. Now, we don't get a lot more detail than that. Um, We also get some talking about Daisy and her being an inhuman, and she's saying, you know, this whole thing right here, inhumans wouldn't do this. But Ghost Rider's just like, hey, it only takes one person to start a revolution, which is, I I like that. That's a a good line. And so then... They find Gabe, and there's some looters who are threatening Gabe. There's a fight. Uh, Ghost Rider doesn't quite use his powers. Uh, apparently, Robbie is pretty good with his fists without Ghost Rider. But uh, Daisy does use that. her power. And, and, in a, and in kind of a, a – I think she was not wanting to be – she didn't want to be Quake. She just wanted to like make the guys go away, so she yeah, um, yeah. she was kind of keep kind of keeping everything low key. Yeah, and and then of course because her she used the quake powers, she's hurting now, and so um, I kind of feel like there's gonna I I really hope there's not gonna be an after school don't use drugs message going on here, <laughs> but <laughs> um, I do feel like the the whole thing with her uh, needing the pills, needing the drugs from Shield is gonna sort of come to a head that's another one of these plot threads they're they're weaving through the uh this season yeah you bring this up though the next scene is them it's night or more night and the blackout is still going on the the emp has hit them um and she asks uh robbie what do you do when you get hurt on your day on your night job which gabe doesn't know about the night job and never will is what he he says but he also says he doesn't get hurt and, you know, all I could think of, 
all I could think of, Stu, was they need a night nurse. They need night nurse. They do need a night nurse. I mean, she's asking about what do you do when you get hurt on your night job? Wow, what? How awesome would it be if we got night nurse to be to be the Netflix to be the Netflix cameo in Agents of Shield? Like she's the perfect one. She's the perfect one. Um, Fantastic. (laughs) She's in every other thing. So one thing I missed, and you're gonna have to help me out here, maybe, is Mm -hmm. Gabe. uh, Not Gabe. Robbie Ghost Rider leaves. What was he leaving for? He says he was going to go and protect his. Uh, his uncle's um, uh, car car place, the, the the car shop. But is that really what he's doing? I I got the sense that he was uh, putting on his hero cape, like he knew that there was okay. needing to be people were going to be um, looting and rioting, uh, and, and and they're going to, you know, he's going to try to. They need the writer. Yeah, they need the writer. Well, and Daisy um, can't go with him because she's hurt. But, right. Okay. So you you think and that. and he might have and I I I also got the sense it was you're going to stay here and sort of take care. You're hurt, yes, obviously, but you're also going <laughs> to make sure that Gabe is okay. Yeah. But I could be wrong about that. So, um, Gabe is left behind with Daisy. And Gabe is just trying to figure out Daisy. Who is she? She does not seem like uh, a good person necessarily because she's an inhuman. He has figured out that she's probably Quake based on the way she used her powers to help him. Mm-hmm. And so uh, they talk about inhumans. They talk about people who are different. And he says, your secret is safe with me as long as you leave and leave my brother alone. Never come back to my brother. And we do get one more scene with them where, where Robbie comes home and, and Daisy's gone. And yeah. yeah. And, and that's an interesting thing because Daisy Quake helped, uh, Gabe helped, yeah. him, helped, yeah. you know, saved him. Right. And so if he's, you know, literally turning his back on her to sort of, you know, your bad news, get out. That's an interesting thing about his character. You know, he's not, he's a little bit more worldly than, than he might be portraying himself as. Yeah. Or is he just trying to protect his brother? You right. Know? Like his brother is, should not be involved with, right. with someone who is going to cause trouble. And, and, you know, his brother did bad things and was involved in bad things before. Um, at least that's the impression that I get. And so here is him saying, you know, you got to leave my brother alone because bad people bring bad things. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's a we get some of the backstory on on Robbie and and just kind of his motivation, what keeps him moving, what keeps him wanting to, uh, you know, he needs to get rid of the spirit thing. But how does he do it? And and really, I mean, it's acts. It's it's the things that he he's he can do. What things can he do? And and mm-hmm. how can he earn, uh, you know, 
redemption, really. I mean, it's, not to put it in too religious of terms, but he this this is a, a very common theme in a lot of religions, Christianity especially, is you, know, you can't earn redemption. It, it's, a, it's something that has to be given to you, but um, with this, that's what he's trying to do. He's trying to make up for his his past sins. He's trying to make up and and right wrongs that he was involved in, and right wrongs that his family was involved in. And um, I want to know more. I I, I really want to know more about. Okay, so how did this happen? And and what kind of interaction happened between him and the spirit when it first started to happen? And do they go into the comic book? Um, lore i guess of the all-new ghost rider who is robbie and you know we're in that one he had a, a family member who i mean it's almost like carrie or not carrie christine with the possessed car kind of thing and um it's funny actually there's a lot of christine in this new ghost rider yeah huh at least as far as if the car is if there is some sentience or if there is a, a, a kind of possession Mm-hmm. Uh, a element of there's a there's a spirit within the car. Well, we're we're due. I mean, I don't know if we're due immediately, but on the horizon, I see a little speck of an episode called. Uh, I don't know if it's called anything, but it's <laughs> going to be the backstory of Robbie Reyes and why he is doing what he's doing. Yeah. Um. I, I feel like he's he's it. it it's getting to the point now where we're having more questions about him as a character and it's detracting from what that character is doing. So I feel like that's, that's coming soon. I yeah. feel like it's coming yeah. soon. And I, I, I really hope that they, I really hope that they incorporate some form of legacy and that there was a ghost rider on a motorcycle at some point in the past. Do do you, do you want, a Nick Cage cameo? Because this is no, how you get a Nick Cage cameo. <laughs> I, I don't necessarily want a Nick Cage cameo. Uh, I'm I'm glad if if they do incorporate Nick Cage into something, you know, or directly reference the Nick Cage Ghost Rider movies. We have done our coverage of those movies. Yeah. If it accidentally becomes, oops, it's MCU. We've covered it. We don't have to watch it again. So there you go. <laughs> there you go. So <laughs> check that box off. Yeah. I think you're right. I think there will be an episode where we'll get some really uh some flashbacks that will explain things mm-hmm. clearly for us. And it won't be I don't think the whole episode will be a flashback. I think it'll be, you know, intercut with whatever's going on in the present day. Oh yeah. You know, they'll they'll figure out some artsy way to, to take care of it, but well, Jed and Marissa are good. I mean, they have proven themselves to be good showrunners for this show. So I'm, 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 we are in very capable hands as far as that goes. All right. Well, let's move into the, um, well, the meat of the show here. Uh, Ready with, when with you are. Wilson. Slide rule. <laughs> yes. So <clears throat> the opening logo of the show agents of shield is interrupted by interference from what a group that calls themselves the inhuman resistance. And mm-hmm. it's an anonymous style of uh, break in. You know, you have the guy in silhouette and they say, we will no longer allow our kind to be treated as freaks and criminals. Unless the government's end registration, we will use our powers to fight you. And now the whole episode, they do a nice job of escalating this worldwide 
problem of these blackouts and not just escalating them. You know, we can't see everything that's going on everywhere, but we also get a, a feeling that they're, we discover along with them, I should say. It's, it's, mm-hmm. not, a, it's not a feeling. We, we are discovering along with them um, who are these, what is this in human resistance? And is it connected to the EMPs? Is it an EMP even? <clears throat> so, yeah. And so we get a debriefing and we get, um, basically Jeffrey Mace says, yeah, Simmons, she can go and take care of May, but Colson, you're going to Miami. You, Mac, Fitz, you're going to Miami. And I wish I knew the Will Smith rap better. So I, I, it's going through my head, but I, there's no way I'm doing it. Sorry. It's okay. I, I would never expect someone to break out into full rap on their first episode co-hosting. <laughs> That's a second episode thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and only if it naturally happens. Now, it could have That's naturally right. happened here. And if this is your second episode, I would have expected it. Well, I'm sorry. Yeah. You know what? Now you can put it in for the editing. Just pretend <laughs> that, you know, put it in the background slowly, yeah. subtly. Yeah. So they, they go and, and, uh, they, they, um, they get to the, the place where the blackout is. They're driving their car with all of their tech and they cross the line, the, the blackout barrier or whatever you want to call it. And their car shuts down. And their tech now, is useless. <laughs> now, maybe maybe this is a case of the viewer being too being smarter than the than the characters. But weren't they? We were just shown a whole bunch of cars not being able to move. And by Fitz's rationale, it would have been a blink, kill everything, goes off. And then stuff could get fixed and move again, right? That is, that is what I, that's the way I understand an EMP to work, is that it shuts things down, but then you'll be able to, after a while, like recharge batteries and stuff like that. And so anything new that comes into that that zone, it wouldn't be a problem. But then oh, we find out, okay, it's a constant pulse, mm-hmm. and so it, it's constantly pulsing. And he even shuts down Colson's hand. Right. I love that detail. <laughs> that was... I, I like that they're bringing the hand back. Um, I, I will give them a hand for that. Uh, it's a part of his life, man. It is. It's a part of life it for is. this guy. So, yeah. So now is where we intersect with Yo-Yo. The magician's getting beaten up. She uses her powers to stop their guns and they realize she's the inhuman. They surround her. Shield comes to save the day. And, and what I, I, in my notes, I put it. We haven't really heard that, that, that powerful shield theme lately. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. it's been, it's been a little bit of here. It's been a little bit there. Maybe at the credits, you know, whatnot, but like, you know, he had just got done. Colson, I need to win with a capital W, you know, <laughs> and then they bust down the door and it's dude, that shield yeah. music rises up. And I was like, yeah, that looks like a win with a capital W. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Definitely. I, that might be an all caps win 
honestly. That's right. <laughs> That's just the capital W. You might have gotten all caps on that. But <clears throat> That's true. So this is where we kind of find out what's going on with these guys. Now, these guys are coming after Inhumans, but they probably have the information that they have to get these Inhumans with the registrations from the Sokovia Accords. Uh, and I hope I'm saying that right. But this is, Coulson says, this is his worst nightmare come true. That they're using, and, and it's the Watchdogs. Mm-hmm. Um, but they are being... They have someone who is supporting them and who's funding them because they are wearing advanced military body armor and they are doing this all around the world. Watchdogs were a domestic thing here in the United States, but they apparently, if it's not the watchdogs all around the world, it's other organizations like them in other places. Mm -hmm. And they are putting, they put out an EMP. No one can do anything to stop them. Uh, because all the tech is shut down and then they're going after Inhumans. And so they were going after Yo-Yo because they had intel that Yo-Yo was there. And a couple of things about this whole this whole plot, um, this whole thread of this episode. Um, I had a question. It uh, interests me. Um, they're still talking about the Inhumans. And that's good because I kind of was glad to see the the last season end the way it did. Um, I don't necessarily need to know more about their backstory. I kind of want to see them going forward. Yeah. Um, and so I'm curious to know, especially with them taking the movie off the table, if some of that movie is getting woven into this season, um, it, it very well could make sense. Now I know that the inhumans that were going to be featured in the movie are not necessarily the inhumans that we're seeing now. Yeah. Um, it would just, it would make a little bit of sense to reuse some of that. Um, and then the other thing was that the civil war plotline is still playing out. It's, it mm-hmm. wasn't just that two and a half hour movie. It was, you know, you're still getting it. You're still being, people are still being afraid of, um, inhumans and people who have powered powered individuals, I guess is the is yeah, the yeah, term. Yeah. Um, and so it's it's more than just that movie between you know Captain and a, and, a, and an Iron Man. Um, and so I really like that. Although I'm a little I'm a little I'm wondering if if you haven't read the books, if you haven't read all of the civil war books and all of the 900 tie-ins. Are you getting that? Um, and so I'd be curious to know if, if the listeners are, if we're getting that, if it's just the fans who are getting that, or if it's, um, if the average, if the average viewers is also understanding that as well. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Cause I can't not see it. Right. Neither can I, I can, I, the the whole reason I have Marvel Unlimited is because I read that thing, all of that thing. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah. So from here, they're using old school science, and or rudimentary science, I should say, uh, to save the day, and they are going to use corks with pins, and they are going to then every time the pulse goes off. It changes magnetic north. It causes the, the because the the just the power of the magnet that's being used to create the EMP. These needles are going to point toward the pulse, 
not toward actual north. And so by triangulate, triangulating, triangulating, triangulating this thing, there, the Fitz is able to get them to the relative place where it is, and they find the EMP and lots of guards. And Yo-Yo provides uh, uh, distraction and disarms the guards. There's a lot of action going on, but it's in these strobes of light. Mm-hmm. And, and it's kind of stylistic. It's kind of cool the way and bouncing around from thing to thing. So the light comes on and you see, you know, maybe Mac punch someone, light goes out, light comes on. And there's Fitz spraying people with a fire extinguisher. Lights go out. You know, it's just these quick <laughs> moments. And then they win and they bring the power back on. And our final kind of the, well, the ending here, you have Colson and the director talking about how fear is spreading. Someone's funding the watchdogs. Um, director is wondering what we should do. And the director gives a press conference and says in humans, we're not responsible for this extremists who want to turn people against each other are. And then he says, it's not going to work. Their plan to turn us against each other is not going to work because there's an old friend in town. And that old friend is shield. Yeah. And I actually, I actually clapped. Like I was literally clapping. Yay, Zeal's back. I didn't clap, but I I had a smirk on my face to say, <laughs> huh, yeah, that's cool. I like that. And right. it's nice. I'm curious, how will this affect the movies? Um, because there's this whole rift thing that everyone talks about where the movies aren't referencing the stuff that happens on TV because more people watch the movies than watch the TV show. And so they can only reference things that have happened on the big screen and on the big screen shield disintegrated shield imploded and shield is nowhere to be seen in civil war. And I'm curious if they're just going to give it one line in the next Avengers movie where they say, yeah, after what happened in Sokovia, we had to bring shield back. There had to be some sort of a agency. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know. Uh, I feel like the event. I feel like Shield. And and again, I I could be I could be misreading things, especially. But I, I feel like in the movies and in the, in the in the MCU, Shield is relegated to Captain America. Mm-hmm. Very. So if you have a cat movie, you're going to have a, you're going to have some sort of shield involvement. Um, civil war was a little bit different, but it was still, I mean, shield was not there at all. <laughs> Let me say it that was, in, in civil war shield was not there, but Ant-Man flashback right. to shield, uh, right. Avengers, the first one, lots of shield, right. uh, you know, I mean, going back to Iron Man, the original, mm-hmm. the first. I mean, the, the Shield has been a part of things, and so the destruction of Shield in the movies was a big deal. And on the TV show, it was too. But I mean, the the continuity and, and the way that they were pushing forward a, a narrative um, mm-hmm. is a big deal. And then we turn around, and now, well, and now we have it back. And one of the things Joss Whedon is is 
famous for, or at least known for, is um, if he's going to bring something back, the characters have to earn it. They have to, it, it has to be an earned thing. It can't just be like, oh, we, and S.H.I.E.L.D. I think is like the thing. It's like, it's called Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for a reason. Yeah. Right? And so I, I feel like it's, it's time to bring it back. Um, and I'm glad it's brought back, but I definitely feel like we as the viewers, the characters have earned it. It's time to be back in the, back in the light again and, and pristine and good mm-hmm. and not, and not shrouded in this, like, Oh, we're all hydra agents and Oh, we're all, you know, we're working in the covertness and, and whatnot. I really like that. It's, out and out and proud, you know, yeah. and, and it's not, it's not, it's not hidden. I don't want it to be hidden. I'm glad it's not hidden. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Although Fitz says he liked working in the shadows and I think yo-yo answered back, uh, better than living there. Right. Yeah. Right. And I think that's, I think that's an important part of that, right? It's better to work, a, you know, be a little bit covert to get the job done, but still be able to hold your head high and, and, yeah. and say, I work for shield. I work for this agency. Yeah. So. Uh, there was a, a nice exchange between may and Colson there too. And she says to him, that should be you up there. Yes. Um, but then again, this is where, you know, TV and movie and the and movie trumps TV. Mm-hmm. And so, you put Coulson on TV saying shield is back. Then you have the whole thing of, okay, so what does that mean for, for Steve Rogers? Right. <laughs> and, Steve may not watch TV, but you know, somebody did. Yeah. And <laughs> you know, somebody around him is going, uh, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, Hawkeye, I mean, Hawkeye watches TV. You know, he's right. Like, hey, you remember that guy who died? that got us to fight the aliens. <laughs> I don't think he's you, dead you've anymore. That, you've seen that movie, right? It was Avengers. Yeah. Avengers? yeah. Um, I, I bought it from a street vendor and <laughs> little, 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 little Luke Cage uh, reference there. So there you go. <clears throat> um, but yeah, I, I'm interested to see how that plays out in the movies. I don't necessarily know. That will because there's not another Captain America movie um, on the slate yet. There's the Avengers movies. Right. I mean, yeah, you make a good point about S.H.I.E.L.D. being a part of the Captain America through line of movies. Mm -hmm. But then the Avengers movies are Captain America movies, you know, and I mean, there are Iron Man movie, too, you know, and they're a Thor movie as well. But it's. It's it's definitely part of that line of, of movies. And so I can like with my kids, my my son and my daughters, uh, the Avengers movies are part of the Captain America series and we don't have to mess with Iron Man, you know, <laughs> but if you want to watch all the Iron Man movies, you have to include those two Avengers movies. And if mm. you want to watch all the Thor movies, you have to include those those two Avengers movies. So, yeah, I'm. Yeah, now you think of it, though, Thor that that also had a big, big Avengers or big uh, Shield influence in it. Too. Oh yeah, it did, didn't it? A funny thing happened on the way to Thor's hammer. Yeah, yeah. which I 
I wish they'd do one-shots again. Yeah, I do too. But instead, we're getting 13 episodes of Luke Cage. There you go. <laughs> I mean, it's a trade-off, right? It is a trade-off, yes. Um, so, uh, do you want to talk about the tag yet? Well, we, we missed one thing, and that's Mac and Yo-Yo. Oh. Oh, yes. Mac and Yo-Yo, they get their moment together. Mac confronts her. She tries to joke her way out of things. And uh, and and he, he gets pretty firm. He's like, don't don't just let this slide away. We, we've got to confront this. You've been helping Daisy, and you didn't tell us where Daisy was. And then she does get serious, and Daisy doesn't want to be found. You should respect that. And then he says there shouldn't be any secrets between us. And then she says, why not? There's nothing else between us. And yeah, so I, they have their moment. They, they have their moment. Finally. Do you think that storyline is wrapped up or do you think there's more to it? Oh, there's more. There's more. I mean, this is, this is where their relationship, this is where they got to choose, right? Mm-hmm. You know, is it worth pursuing here or are we going to work at it? And and that has to happen in every relationship where you have to decide, are we going to work at this or is it over? And I don't think it's over. I think they're going to work at it. I don't think they're necessarily going to be, you know, best friends next episode. But yeah, I, I don't think it's done. Good. I like I like to see Yo-Yo around. I think she's um I think she's a good character. Yeah. And I think she grounds. Um, I think Mac gets a little bit highfalutin. A little bit like, hey, I'm S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm going to walk around in a big plane. And I think um, Yo-Yo kind of brings him down to reality a little bit and be like, hey, no, you're just a guy. You're just a guy. Yeah. And with Mac, it's we're worried about Daisy. And with Yo-Yo, it's what does Daisy want? Mm -hmm. You know, for Mac and Coulson, it's we know what's best for her. And for Yo-Yo, it's she knows what's best for her. Right. Although and I think, I, maybe she doesn't, you know, the way she's she's in a lot of pain and everything. But Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like <laughs> let's let's dig up something that we haven't heard in a while. You know, Coulson as the dad is. Yeah. Looking yeah. out for Sky Daisy quake as his daughter and that's you know i have two girls and and i can tell you i there are some things i know more about than they do (laughs) and i and i have more knowledge about this than they do um and so yep you know yep and but then there's a time where you have to say well you're you have your ideas you have your (laughs) plans we gotta let you go we gotta let you go ahead and, and run and and Roll, roll with it, run, fly the away from the nest, you know, whatever it is going to be. But, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah. And then with that, you get, you get the, the tag scene where she's, you know, throwing back pills and, um, who was she, who was she watching out of her van? Was it, was it Robbie? I, I don't know. Oh, okay. I, I don't know, I know if I missed that or not. Cause I, I had a, nine month old screaming at me. So <laughs> but then we have the tag tag and that's where yes. the, I don't know who this lady is. I called her Snooky in my notes because she kind of reminded me <laughs> of her. Like, 
<laughs> I don't even watch that. I, I, I don't even have cable. I was going to say, I don't know that I could point Snooki out in the lineup, but, you know. I don't know why I know who she is, but she... <laughs> anyway, this lady who was on TV earlier, and mm-hmm. she was talking about the the inhuman problem and talking about the inhuman resistance and uh, so she's watching TV and she's looking at mail and talking on the phone and she gets a report that they took care of the EMPs but we eliminated seven inhumans now they took they had blackouts in seven cities across the world Moscow. Uh, Los Angeles, it, Miami. It it was London, LA, Moscow, and Miami, and they didn't they didn't specifically name Washington D.C. But because they said they did, were... they said part of Washington D.C. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then there was one more because they, they did specifically say seven places. Mm-hmm. I, I I mean, they said it's happened in seven cities. We have blacked out seven cities. We will black out seven mm. more if you don't end registration in twenty four hours. And so they don't, they didn't name, I don't think they named the seventh city, but they might have, I, I might've just, missed I didn't it, catch it if they did. Anyway, so. they eliminated seven inhumans. Like this was part of, I, I think this was the master plan for all these blackouts was to eliminate inhumans from the list. And she then tells the person on the other end, I'm at my brother's and she gets ready to leave. And the way she's talking, obviously something horrible is going on. I'm, I'm expecting her brother to be like hanging from the ceiling with hooks in his arms or something. I don't know, but no, she leaves him and he's in a cocoon. He's, he's in a fish oil cocoon, right? He's an inhuman, uh, getting ready to come out of this rock or was he frozen like that? Don't know. No. Cause like, didn't they blow up if they didn't, if they were an inhuman, they would get the stone cocoon kind of thing on them and then they'd break out of it. But if they weren't, didn't they just blow up? Like if you became a statue, you didn't stay a statue. Right. If you, if you took the fish oil and it was a bad batch and your genes didn't work with it, they, you like disintegrated, right? No, not the fish oil. The fish oil wasn't strong enough to do that. But the, the, uh, Terrigen mist. Yeah, that would that would cause you to be destroyed. So, so I guess my question is, do they did they get rid of all the did they find all the fish oil? I, mean, I don't know. Are are people still getting turned going through the teragenesis process? I don't know. I don't know. And, and my big question is, who the heck is this lady? Like, is she our next right. big bad or is she just like a lackey for the next big bad? I don't know. I kind of, I, I don't, mm, I wonder who the, I wonder who the big bag could be if it's anybody. I, I don't know. I have no idea where they're going with that because this is not, again, we're moving kind of quickly here, but I, I was expecting ghost rider and the ghosts, you know, and, and all that stuff. Right. But now we're getting back into watchdogs and, inhuman intolerance and you know basically x-men uh prejudice kind of stuff Mm -hmm. and i'm now i'm curious okay where are we where are we going i don't know there are so many different places that they're they're pointing at 
And is it all going to come together and click together? Or are we looking at basically two concurrent storylines that some of the characters will cross over from one to the other, but we're looking at ghost rider, ghost stuff and watchdog and human stuff. Uh, Well, I'm curious. I mean, but Ghost Rider even said that he's connected to to some of that inhuman stuff. He didn't say he was an inhuman. He said his stuff was different. But well, yeah, he's connected to the Watchdog weapons, the weapons that the Watchdog mm-hmm. were trying to get. So, mm-hmm. so I don't know. I mean, I hope it's not another. Oh, look, it's a inhuman big bad god thing. I hope it's not that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll wait for season six on that to go back yeah. to that again. But. Yeah. <laughs> Five seasons in a movie. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, I don't know. We're, I mean, I that's the joke, and it's a great joke, but we're getting three movies a year. I don't, right. You know, we don't like, need any more. We, we're doing well. We're doing fine. We, we, we yes. Got it. We, we, yes. Between, between the... Uh, between, the Marvel movies and now the 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 Star Wars movies. I mean, I don't know that I could go to the movies anymore. <laughs> like, I don't think I have time anymore to go to the movies all the time. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, uh, anything else as far as the story goes before we move over to our uh, our, our uh, intelligence re- field? Yes. Intel- field report. Field report. Yeah. I really like where the season's going. I, it's a nice departure from the um, strict uh, religious, inhuman sort of feeling that we had last season. So I like that it's more spies yeah. and action. And so. Ghost Rider superhero stuff. I mean, I, I like that we're getting into Marvel lore now. Right. That's that's exciting. That's fun. Not the character I would have expected or picked, but it's working nicely. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's move on. We have one piece of listener feedback, and let's let's ho- head over, play the sounder, and talk about the feedback. Go for it. Shield field report. Okay. So our feedback is about the Doctor Strange uh, preview thing that they did, and this is from Agent Agent Tico. And he says, hello, I was able to attend the Doctor Strange event this past Monday. And I have to say there's going to be nothing like this movie. Now, this is exactly I'm cutting in here. This is exactly why they did this Doctor Strange IMAX sneak peek uh, was to get feedback like this. Not necessarily to our podcast, but to places like our podcast where people are going to talk about this, because I know that they're worried a little bit about is Dr. Strange going to be like guardians of the galaxy where they're predicting that to be the first Marvel bomb is Dr. Strange going to be, it's not going to be, it looks fantastic. I think people are talking about it. anyway, back to this. This is why they're doing that. I have to say there's going to be nothing like this movie in the 15 minutes of footage. You got a feel of who Dr. Strange was before his accident, his glimpse of his journey into the mystic arts and the incredible visuals of the movie. When people compared this to inception, they are totally wrong. It's more like Ant-Man shrinking into the quantum realm times a hundred. They suggest seeing this in IMAX 3d as do I, the large format engulfed you while you speed along with the doctor. There were even points where I felt myself moving with the film, kind of a sense of vertigo. Also, 
100 minutes of this film was shot in IMAX. Well, all in all, this is going to be another smash hit for Marvel. I'm ready to see everything the Doctor has in store. Keep up the good work, and glad to have you about y'all back. Agent Tico, out. Yay! So Tico there it is. Runs back. Yeah, and this makes me feel very positive about about Doctor Strange, and now makes me wonder. Should I make the hour and a half drive to Fort Wayne to see it in IMAX? I, I, I was, I'm tempted to see if I could find an IMAX. I think the closest one is like two and a half hours away. <laughs> and I can guarantee you I'm not doing that. <laughs> um, I, I actually have not seen, I've tried to stay away from trailers on this guy. I've tried to stay away from like featurettes. Um, I've tried to stay away from, you know, like breaking news stories about it because I want to go into it as pure as possible. The only, the only Dr. Strange I really know is, is what little he was in, in the, uh, in the civil war arc where he was like, yep, that's not something I'm involved in. Peace out later. Bye. Um, and so, uh, and so I'm really curious to see how they, how they intertwine him into the, into the movies, into the timeline even, you know, because as we get more movies in, they can't all be the next day (laughs) or, or however the timeline is next. They've gone away from that. I, I think finally where that first phase one was all like in one week. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, and so we'll see. I, I'm curious to see how this sort of goes, weaves through that. And, and then also, haven't they said um, we will learn about magic in this movie? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. the way magic works? Well, what I heard them say was that Doctor Strange will explain how magic works in the MCU. And. So that's why they're not going to bother explaining it in Ghost Rider's arc Mm. Uh, or using Ghost Rider's arc to explain all the magic. I think that they'll explain the stuff, the people stuff, but Mm -hmm. I don't know if they're going to explain all of the the arcane details of how the people stuff really works. Um, And you know what? If it works, it works. We'll have to. I mean, again, we just have to wait and see at this point. But well, we got three weeks. Yeah. Three yeah. weeks. And so it's, it, it's, it's like I said, I'm really excited. I mean, guardians of the galaxy was the one that people were like, well, I don't know about. And then it completely blew everybody away and it was a fantastic movie. I feel like Dr. Strange is going to be, I mean, I don't want to put it up on a pedestal, but I'm certainly not going to discount it at all. Um, I'm, I'm just hoping it's different. I, I hope it has a different feel. It looks like it will. Honestly, the trailer for Doctor Strange that I saw had new stuff in it. I'm not going to tell you exactly what it was, but the visuals was the what was striking from the trailer. It was just mm-hmm. these, these visuals looked incredible. And mm-hmm. the things they were doing, it looked so wild and just imaginative. And, you know, I, I, I was talking to a friend, uh, well, it was Evan uh, on the other podcast, just about how special effects don't impress me anymore because we yeah. can do anything. 
And so if you can have the most beautiful creature doing the most amazing thing and I'm, I'm not going to get wowed by it because of the technical, what, you know, what, whatever that went into it. What will wow me is, is the CGI created character emoting enough mm-hmm. to make me follow, you know, like it. Um, are the visuals just and just what it needs to be to tell the story or are the visuals just super imaginative and, and crazy and artistic and stuff like that. That's, that's what gets me now. And with, with CGI being what it is, you can do anything. And so the question is, what is your imagination going to allow to happen? And that's, yeah. So I'm, I, I am impressed by just the trailer that I saw with the new stuff in it. I'm just, wow, this is great. And maybe some of it wasn't even new, I just hadn't seen it on the big screen yet. I'd only seen it on my computer screen in a YouTube window, but (laughs) yeah, it's, and I'm going, okay. So when I went to school, it was um, just because you can, doesn't mean you should. Uh Um, And I feel like definitely with, uh, again, especially with guardians of the galaxy. I mean, it had a tree and a talking tree and a talking walking raccoon who sweared a lot. I mean, and we loved it <laughs> and we, you know, begged for more and we're getting more. So I, I feel like, um, it, so I guess what I was saying was without watching any of the trailer stuff, I was like, I'm, I'm seeing this. I'm not, not going to see it. I'm right. going to see it. I, they've already got my money. Um, hopefully the theater that's near us is, redone by then um, they've already got my money they're ready to go uh i don't need to they don't need to sell me on it anymore um and so i was i i'm 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 already there um regardless of what it is because i, I, I to me the and i don't want to get into the ranking of the marvel movies but it's thor the dark world that's the worst um <laughs> And so I have a hard time. I, that's that's the one. If as long as it's better than that, I'm okay. Um, so, yes, Daniel. Yes, that's it. Sorry. I don't know. Well, <laughs> I mean, you know, you'd be on his good side if you were to just slam Iron Man three. Well, I liked so, Iron Man three. See, I thought I it was too. good. I did. Too. I thought it's a nice coda at the a, a nice sort of like um, epilogue at the end of Phase One. Like if never, I said like a lot. If they never did any of Phase Two, they just did Phase One, um, and Tony Stark goes up into the aliens and sees the space and comes down. Like, how does he deal with that? What does he do to have to deal with that? And I think Iron Man three is the perfect, perfect coda epilogue at the end of the at the end of Phase one for that. Yeah, yeah, so. I would agree. I absolutely would agree <laughs> because I, I like the movie. Yeah, I, I've heard that. I, I I've, I've listened to that yeah. podcast. You, you you've so. met me, is what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, okay, well, yeah, that's, that's, uh, I guess that's a wrap here. Yeah, um, it's a very long episode. Yeah, well, it's about par, I think, right now. So, I think it's time for us to say goodbye. So, do you have any final words to, to give before uh, 
before I give my final words here? I I am all set, Smokey Joe. All right. I don't know what that means. Neither do I. It's okay. late. <laughs> all, right. all right. Fair enough. Fair enough. So I want to say thank you for listening. And I want to say thank you for those of you who have left feedback. And I want to say uh, thank you for just spending your time with us. And please, you know, go to welcome to level seven dot com slash feedback if you want to send us any kind of email or leave a voicemail for us or um, I mean, really, really anything. And we love to hear from you guys. Uh, anyone who, who writes in, we um, love getting new voices on here. It's nice. I mean, I don't I'm not saying it's nice that we don't have um daniel but i i am saying it's nice to have had um ben and and Stu here and we'll have uh, someone else uh, next week and yeah we'll just we'll keep you up to date in the podcast here uh, about what's going on and 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 that but yeah for now i mean we're, we're doing the show and we will we will continue and we do have an episode coming up about some comic book stuff soon um probably to wrap up what's going on with the now canceled agents of shield comic book uh we believe it's canceled because nothing has been solicited for it and then of course there is the doctor strange episode coming soon can't wait <laughs> so all that said you know i i have to say uh sue I'm, I'm trying really hard to just put all my management skills into play as I do create and work with and and have you know people brought into the team to do this podcast and we want to be really careful we want to be very very careful that as a team we're multiplying and as a team we're adding because a team divided is a team defeated Thanks for listening to Welcome to Level 7. You've heard us, now we'd love to hear from you. Go to welcometolevel7.com slash feedback where you can contact us through our website. You can also leave us a voicemail by calling one seventy seven fifty five level 7 You can also join the lively conversation going on at facebook.com slash welcometolevel7 or connect with us on Twitter where we're level7pod. And remember, the 7 is spelled out. Our theme music is The Light Fantastic by J.S. Earls, and you can find that at transplant.bandcamp.com. Welcome to Level 7 is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Learn how to podcast, get productive in your personal and professional life, theorize over TV shows, laugh with our clean comedy, delve into science fiction and philosophy, learn critical thinking from movie reviews, and more at noodle.mx. And once again, thanks for listening. Yeah, so this is where we would do a, a post-credit kind of thing. Um, oh. But this is also where, hopefully, before we do it, we have the idea for what it's going to be. Oh. Yeah. Was that was that my responsibility? No. 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 Curses. We just, Curses. You know, sometimes we get here and we just don't know what to do. So here we are. Yeah. And, and this, this is the part when you say click. Yep. I'm just going to hit the stop button now. <laughs>